0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're You're about about to Get Get Jumped. Jumped. Welcome to episode 194 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to.
1: But you should still totally watch the anime.
0: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Mob Cycle 100, part two, episodes two through three, where some kids draw on a dog's face, Reagan makes a super modern website, and Mob thinks about killing some college students.
1: (laughs) Oh my god you got you gotta do what you gotta you just gotta do yeah what you gotta do you just gotta do it sometimes just just, college students are
0: like just do this thing that's morally questionable and you're like i don't want to so maybe i have to murder you
1: yeah i mean (laughs) when you young do all
0: you can you you be that you you know so be that what yeah
1: all right let's jump in
0: Do you remember that fucking bit from Superstore where he's just like changing around the words of the phrase be that you and replacing different sections with the word what for them to respond and it gets more and more confusing.
1: Yeah. Hey, by the way, I I don't know if you recognize that phrase, but that is a shout out to our friend Josh Bernaski, um, who uh introduced me to the phrase that he had somebody say to him, which was when you young, you do all you can you. Yeah you do so just kinda, you just got to
0: you have there's no other way
1: yeah so um if if anybody is is noticing that i sound a little bit different <laughs> um it's because i'm recording inside of this new house that doesn't have anything on the walls uh so uh apologies in advance rashad <laughs> yeah you're like me that time that all my furniture got moved out
0: of my apartment in uh Cal- uh california and we recorded super echo naruto episode
1: yeah, man. Um, so.
0: I saw uh, Professor Weird in the universe of crazies. So that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Sam yeah. Raimi movie, but a lot. At first it yeah. was normal and then it was Sam Raimi and then it kept getting
1: Sammier and ramier. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. That Doctor Strange movie, I was like, I, I think it's a. I think it's like a six out of ten for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have really mixed feelings too. I like the implications of the movie. I think there are two major reviews for me. One is I love Sam Raimi's campy, over the top, sort of like having fun with movies style. And I like the MCU's lighthearted but also taking itself seriously vibes. And I did not think that the two made a lot of sense together. So I think I would have liked this movie a lot more if nothing about it was changed except that it weren't an MCU property. Uh, Or if Sam Raimi had not been the director and it had been a more straightforward Marvel movie. Uh, Some of you are probably balking at that. But yeah, I just, I think that they are two (coughs) great tastes that did not in fact taste great together. Um, I also think that I fell into a trap that I've fallen into before, which was when WandaVision was uh, coming out. I got really excited every week about the implications of the show. And I was one of those people reading all the comments and people making wild, excited predictions. And then at the end of WandaVision, very little changed and it ended up being pretty straightforward. And most um, most of the teases were just them sort of, having a good time and not actually trying to tease anything or occasionally the writers of the show being unfamiliar enough with the uh, Marvel canon that they're pulling from to not realize that they were inadvertently potentially teasing something that was in Marvel that they had no knowledge of or intent to, to, to tease. And so WandaVision ended up being me getting progressively more excited for the big reveal. And then the big reveal was that it was a completely average finale (laughs) that could have been in any perfectly passable Marvel property. And there wasn't really much more to it than that. And I felt like a little bit of Doctor Strange was that too, where I was like so excited for all the big reveals and big twists and turns. And then other than a few, uh, you know, exciting moments, mostly there in the middle, um, I felt like it was pretty straightforward. And those exciting moments were pretty much more implication than change.
1: Yeah, I I think... I think the big thing that I got out of it was um, number one, I I got to punch Rashad a couple of times while I was watching it with him. Yeah. That's a hate Um, crime. Don't do that. Those, those, those loving punches Uh, where you're tell you've told somebody over and over again, don't do that. Jesus Christ. Um, Those, uh, I just, I told him over and over again, I was just like, I was just like, this is how, this is how you get X property inside of the Marvel universe. Um, and I, I, I've been saying that literally for months before this movie. And then when we saw it and then there was that big reveal, I was like hitting him and like, this is it, this is it. And he was like, yeah, it was in the trailer. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> yeah. I think I, purposely like skipped trailers yeah. so that I wouldn't be spoiled for this movie. Yeah. And then he was just like, yeah, it was in the trailer. Uh-huh. And I was just like, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. I, I've only watched the first trailer. I stopped watching after the first one. And I think I only watched that one one or two times, like right when it came out. Um, so I did know about one of the big things. I did not know about one of the other big things, which was very excited to see uh, somebody from one of my favorite shows of all time showing up in the MCU in a part that everybody has uh, wanted for that that actor for a long long time and then it happened and that was very satisfying um i think that the movie has a lot of great implications for the for the future of the MCU um but yeah I definitely like i don't know they started doing the multiverse thing already uh they've had a couple of of properties that have toyed with the multiverse or involved characters that were not originally from the MCU showing up or that were not yet in the MCU, getting a sort of like bank shot introduction by way of multiverse rather than like origin sequence. And, um, I appreciate that because we've had a ton of origin movies. We really don't need that many more. Um, I think their origins have mostly moved to the series at this point, which I'm totally fine with. And I think that, uh, that, um, you know, once they introduced the multiverse, a lot of people were like, yeah, that's going to be the X-Men. And I, that's current. my current theory. I think that was my theory before I saw Mr. Strange in the Times of Crazies. And uh, I think it's my theory afterward, which is that instead of trying to have an event that creates mutants or trying to explain that mutants have been around this whole time, but nobody has been paying any attention to it or noticing. They are just going to have an alternate universe in which mutants have existed for a while, and that universe will be close enough to the mainline uh, MCU universe, which is weirdly also designated as 616. And they will uh, just have them smash into each other and put the mutants in our universe with all of their personal history, but new to our world, and or just have some sort of dimensional portal that they can cross through Stargate style or something frequently so that they're able to do their own thing and exist in a universe in which mutants have been around, you know, for, for decades or centuries or millennia, but not step on the already established MCU canon or bugger disbelief. Which is kind of a funny thing to say when you're talking about multiverses, but whatever. Here we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's been uh, the big news. Other than that, uh, Blake and I, um, and maybe Rashad if he gets to come, we'll see. um, We are actually going to be doing a con again, impersonally. It's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, that is going to be Anime Blues Con here in Memphis um so blake is gonna be making the making the travels uh so that's exciting
0: come meet us there and get blue is that right (laughs) no
1: no no i'm doing
0: what i can
1: you're the weird you're the weird one (laughs) would would you say that you blew it
0: (laughs) (laughs) not yet (laughs) Uh oh Oh! (laughs) okay uh I'm also, uh, in more Marvel news, I've started watching Moon Knight. I'm like halfway through, I think. There's six episodes I'm halfway through. Love it. It, It's so my fucking thing. I don't know how it's going to go. It feels kind of like we're already at the end, but we're only halfway through. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, the first three episodes were deeply my kind of thing, and I'm really enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways,
1: uh, let's go ahead and jump into our coverage. We have
0: actual anime news. One more thing. Rick and Morty has gotten a 10-episode anime spin-off order from Adult Swim. What? Oh yeah. So, uh let me pull up some news. Anime. Um. Hollywood Reporter deadline. A V Club. I like AV Club. So we're gonna go with AV Club. Rick and Morty is getting a 10-episode anime spin-off. This is as of yesterday morning. Um, so da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, the uh the network that being uh Cartoon Network, specifically the Adult Swim aspect of um, of Cartoon Network, has greenlit Rick and Morty the anime. Um it looks like a 10-episode series. It was announced yesterday as we're recording this, which we're recording on a Thursday, so um uh, depending on how much uh Rashad <laughs> how much devastation Rashad has to wade through because of our fucked up schedule. You'll be hearing this on Friday or so of the week that this was announced. Um, So it looks like um, Takashi Sano and it says here whose credits include, they don't say exactly what, what this person did on those credits, but the credits include Tower of God and the other two oh there's a helicopter right over my house cool um so there's uh, Tower Jesus. of God and then there are two other Rick and An- Rick and Morty anime shorts that already exist Rick and Morty versus Genocider and Summer meets God Rick meets Evil um both of those already exist along with Tower of God he is going to be helming the series uh, according to this it's going to operate in its own continuity and um And it looks like Sano is a big fan of the series. I'm getting the impression that he has not worked on it other than those shorts, which I do believe are extra canonical anyways. So yeah, there is a a series coming. It's going to run on Adult Swim and on HBO Max, and it will be an anime version of Rick and Morty. I have no idea what to expect because I've watched one of those anime shorts, but not the other one. And it was very anime and not very Rick and Morty in a way that ironically feels a little Rick and Morty and was really fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like Rick and Morty is one of those properties that's just like they they wanna fuck with everything so much that they don't really care if they they completely alienate people at some point in yeah. some some way because they're just like I, I just I, I really feel it it's very harmonesque.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, one of the hearkening back to our conversation at the beginning about Doctor Strange uh, one of the main writers of that film came from Rick and Morty and has said in interviews that he felt like Rick and Morty taught him how to handle complicated sci-fi, multiversal things in a sort of quick way and get, get all the explanation in a quick package and dispensed with so that you can get to the good stuff. Uh, and if you've watched Rick and Morty, I would, I would say that that's a pretty accurate assessment of that show and that... um you know, I thought the movie did a pretty decent job, although I have seen all the Marvel things and I'm a big nerd, so I'm probably have an advantage over people that are a little more checked out. But um yeah, so uh I don't know. I think it I think it's appropriate. Rick and Morty, similar to a Doctor Strange, is the kind of property where you can sort of do whatever you want with it and make any justifications for how much or how little canon applications it has because of just the nature of the property. So I'll be really curious to see about this. I'm sort of skeptical because I like Rick and Morty a lot, and I think that, you know, it is what it is, and an anime series will be something distinctly different. But uh, who's to say? It might be really fun.
1: Yeah, so... So, yeah, we do have other stuff to cover, though, Blake. Sure. So uh, can you tell us what happened previously on Mob Psycho 102
0: Yeah, so we're in Mob Psycho 102 which is the second season of Mob Psycho 100. We've already covered a 12, a 12 or 13 episode, uh, season one, and uh, then the first episode of this newer season. And uh, this is a story that centers around a middle schooler who goes by the name of Mob. That's not his Christian name, but it is the name that we generally will call him uh he is a, an atypically gifted naturally gifted psychic um specifically a telekinesis style of psychic so he you know moves stuff with his mind and um he is although i guess i guess a little bit of a sort of like supernatural sense and not quite telepathy but somewhere around there so uh, he He's just like super powerful uh, psychic who is also a completely awkward, full of self-doubt middle schooler. He has a job working with a man named Reagan. Reagan runs a little supernatural detective agency and is a total con man. He uh, is fully aware of the fact that he's bullshitting people and just tricking them into paying him for you know, exorcisms and stuff when he then, I don't know, like at one point he like a guy comes to him saying that he's feeling downtrodden because he's being possessed and Reagan gives him a massage and the guy feels better. And Reagan is like, that's because I exorcised the demon, but actually it was just a fucking massage. So he's that kind of guy. Um, Mob being a full of self-doubt middle schooler is completely naive and trusting of Reagan and believes that Reagan is a super powerful psychic that is, um, sort of, Training and guiding mob to be the same um Reagan is a somehow sympathetic character who is totally lying to and manipulating our hero into like doing, you know, using his psychic powers to advance Reagan's business while Reagan pretends to have something going on. Although I guess, ironically, Reagan is by proxy performing the services that he has uh, said he will some of the time because Mob can actually genuinely do that. Uh, Mob has a, a... younger brother who is much better off socially than him but is jealous of mob's natural psychic powers and started to develop some psychic powers of his own through a series of misadventures that we covered during the uh, coverage of the first show and uh they have a, a little um malevolent spirit that hangs around with them these days named dimple dimple was uh trying to be like a big cult leader mob cut him down to size and now he is sort of a vaguely chaotic um more or less ally of theirs. That's kind of it. Mop psycho One hundred does get into some longer story arcs, but a lot of the times it's just misadventures of our hero going around town, and that's pretty much what we're covering today. So we'll pick up with mop psycho one hundred
1: two episode two, yeah, so this episode, um uh, man, i I just before we get into this, I just i I have to point out again, the thing about this show is, like, it changes so drastically from the first season to the second season, and yet not at all. Uh-huh. Have you noticed that about this? Uh,
0: I think I'm more sensing that than outright being like, yes, this is a big
1: change. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just... when When I was watching these episodes, the first one really got to me because it was just kind of a beautiful, beautiful sentiment episode. Mm-hmm. But this one this one and the next one are really like they're they're more adventures it's like and it also deals with just like the the i don't know if they're supposed to be good people or bad people in the situation or just people and i think i i sort of i sort of love that about this show yeah um that like i i genuinely don't know if reagan is a good person or not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so likable. And then when you describe him, you're like, I should not like this character.
1: Um, yeah, he's sort of, he's he's such a grifter. And at the same time, he's just like, yeah, but like, he's a lovable grifter. You know? Yeah. How you have those people that, you know, they they do want all your money, but uh-huh. they are also fine. <laughs> like Sawyer from Lost, who is occasionally less <laughs> fine than
0: usual, but is generally likable and... Uh, more or less, yeah, a good guy eventually. Yeah,
1: let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, anyways, okay, so, uh, getting into this, this is, uh, or er, the episode two, Urban Legends or Encountering Urban Legends, whatever. I think that's the name of it. No, I think the whatever <laughs> is in the name. I mean, you're really good, <laughs> it's Urban Legends Encountering Rumors. Oh, yeah, damn it. Um, and they this were episode. Rumors. They- this episode gets into a a kind of fun thing inside of universe building, mm-hmm. which is that like spirits exist inside of this universe we already know. And the other thing about it is that there is kind of like a, uh, I don't know specifically if it's all, uh, like all rumors that have happened are actually coming from these real spirits that exist inside of this world, or if it's just, this happens to happen that one time. Um, But definitely, uh, definitely there is a, a rumor. Um, Is this like one that was uh, in your hometown when you were like a kid or did y'all have any rumors? Oh, like supernatural rumors in my
0: hometown. I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything uh, that comes to mind off the top of my head. Uh, but I know I grew up in a a pretty religious Christian community. And so I, it's kind of my impression that Christians, um, well, I don't know, this is such a blanket statement. So there are going to be so many exceptions to this, but in my hometown, that Christian community, there wasn't a, there was not a strong sense of ghosts or the supernatural outside of, you know the supernatural elements of the existence of God, of prayer, of angels. And so beyond that sort of like gentle, semi-invisible divine intervention that you get from like prayer or from God watching out for you or whatever it is, there was not a sense of like major interactions with spiritual beings. There is that idea of sort of like satan or demons also working against you you know maybe making bad things happen or making you make bad decisions um but i wouldn't say that it existed in a way that was similar to these kind of urban legends um and then outside of that maybe because of my religious bringing or maybe because of my i don't know natural predisposition I am not the kind of person who really thinks that ghosts are a thing. I just uh, I don't think that there's good evidence for it, and I don't think that it's a likely thing. Versus, like I don't know, I would be pretty surprised if there are not aliens. Just from, you know, but why does this helicopter keep flying over my house? Uh, sorry, Rashad. I don't know i um, are coming for you. Yeah. It's Well, it's a UC health helicopter, so they're probably trying to tell me that death is imminent and they're just waiting like vultures. But anyways, we'll see if we can get an episode done Mm -hmm. before I die. Um, So, yeah, I I just never like have been a a ghost type of person versus like an aliens where I'm like, yeah, the universe is pretty big. And if life happened here, why couldn't it happened somewhere else? And we haven't encountered them probably because they have traveled about as far from their home as we have from ours. And it's a long way out there. Um, versus ghosts where I'm like, yeah, people have these like experiences or encounters, but a lot of those are fake or have been debunked. And a lot of them people are like, oh, I had this like experience and they tell you something. And I'm like, that's spooky, but that's also not outside of the realm of something much more explainable or even just like your mind playing tricks on you. Like they're, you know, so I'm just not that type that's very susceptible to those things. So I might have missed local legends because I just didn't buy it. And because it wasn't a thing in my religious community. What about
1: you? Well, one, the one that I wanted to bring up was when I was a kid, Um, when we were hanging out, I, I think in, it it was, uh, we had family friends that were in Alabama, specifically in Coleman, Alabama, I think is the name of the town. It's right outside of a big lake called Smith Lake. And we used to go and visit there like two or three times a year, every year. Well, their dad messed with us one night and told us a story of like hook hand. Have you ever heard that? Oh yeah. Hook hand is super popular. I mean, that's
0: okay. sort of like so a universal he... guy, right? The story of like the dude with the hook for a hand and he, I don't know, comes for like young lovers in the woods or some shit and you have a hook on the top of your car. Well,
1: the way that he told us was that he comes he comes to get you at night uh-huh. and he uh, will scrape his hook against the side of your car or against your window. Okay. So he, we are told this story. Uh-huh. Then to mess with us. Yep. Um, After that happened, uh, he climbed to the second story (laughs) outside of the window and scraped on the window (laughs) to freak us out while we were playing in 64. And like completely had us like losing our shit and he went back downstairs and he came into the room and he's like what's happening what's happening Uh uh-huh and we we were like completely freaked out by it and he didn't tell us until much later that it was him um so he got to just enjoy that ridiculousness so that was that That is such a much that's such a dad
0: thing to do too (laughs) just like yeah he just just wants to terrify the children and everybody's like, oh you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so so getting back to these urban legends inside of Mob Psycho. So Reagan and Mob, they they're I don't know if they're living close to this town or if it's a town adjacent to this town. But there are a lot of, of urban legends. And can get to it. Yeah. Yeah, so so the the reason why they're inside of this town, though, is because this town seems to be interested more so in psychics, and they set up like a booth. <laughs> Would you say a booth or a very small table, yep. a la almost a a, a a lemonade stand on the side of the road Pretty for much. psychics? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or one of those people that has one of those very sad, like, direct sales jobs where they only make commission and they have to set up in front of, like, Walmart or something. It's that vibe.
1: Yeah. How's that helicopter yeah. again. What are we doing? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so they run into a rival psychic who he's like, you need to get off my turf. I'm big and I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah.
0: And i am designed like it. It's so good. The, the, this, this creator is so fucking good at character designs and
1: writing mm-hmm so uh the they are in they are then introduced to a um a i don't know if it's a major organization that we need to focus on in this episode but it's going to be a major organization inside of the world for a very specific purpose coming up in this season oh. but it's a it's You've a it's it a ahead. group of psychics um yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like a it's like a psychic club, I guess, um but it's a it's a whole bunch of different psychics that are uh, together, and I almost feel like they're teaming up so that they can swindle more people mm. um, or at least that's the impression that you get from your first person you're introduced to
0: well, and what I love about this too, is that this episode is sort of predicated on the idea that like not everything supernatural is supernatural. Which is so nice for a show where they're like, this is basically the real world, but more supernatural, but only a little bit. And I just love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The big thing that happens inside of this is that there is, I I can't remember what they call her inside, because uh, I was watching the uh, the sub. La Llorona. Um, but, what's that? La Llorona. Uh, yeah. Well, that thing, I think the American version of it is the dragger. I think I looked it up, Um, but it's a, it's a woman that pulls you down under and drowns you in a lake. Yeah. Um, So I, and I think that she comes from like a jilted lover um, scenario as well. Yeah. And the, the biggest reason I know about this one specifically is because I used to watch this show called supernatural. Love. Um, and that was a, a kind of monster inside of the supernatural universe. Um, or I guess one of the ghosts that exists inside supernatural is a, uh, a show where they deal with monsters of the week. Um, it eventually turns into a, more and more ridiculous show with angels and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but the the main show starts out real fun. The first five seasons slowly... are, are great. Well, here's the thing, and I think I've told you this because I found out what happened with the deal with CW when yeah. they got. There. Man, we're on tangent tangent city today. That's fine. Anyways, um, so so here's the thing. Apparently. And supernatural fans, you can you can chime in if you're a big fan of Supernatural. Do but what him. I was told was that the original show was supposed to end after five seasons. Yeah, it was supposed to come to an end, and it came to a a very very specific ending with a death of a very important character, and you're just like, this feels like the end, and it was written well and then it just keeps going yeah
0: much For like, like a show seasons?
1: called lost <laughs> how
0: dare you
1: <laughs> i still remember listening to a podcast episode where they talked to the creator of lost and they talk he talked specifically about how they were wanting to make the show in a specific number of seasons and then when they found out that they were rapidly approaching that, but they were taking a look at the, um, the shows that were doing well and this, you know, lost being one of the shows doing so well and it becoming such a cult phenomenon that, uh, that the, the ABC executives were just like, you cannot stop doing this show.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I, I will dispute you on that, but uh you know, they could have ended it a little quicker and gotten all the, all the hits that they did. Whereas supernatural was a little bit more of like, well, we'll just keep this going until it's not popular anymore. And they ran for like 15 or 16 seasons. It was a long time. (laughs) And the original, so, so I have also uh, read or heard that story that you were referencing. The original creator, Eric Kripke um, came on with a sort of specific ending in mind. And, got there in five seasons and then ended the show on that ending. And then there's a little tag at the end of the very last episode of season five that teases that there could be more. And I believe that tag was added to appease the network who had already ordered additional seasons. But Eric Kripke's finale is basically everything up to before that tag. And so if you think yeah. about Supernatural he as a show, left the show, yeah, he did. He went and worked on other stuff. So he, he, he created the show and ran the show. And you don't know, have to know a ton about, about how shows are run, but there's usually one person that runs it and sort of makes all the big decisions about what's going to happen and works on the scripts to make sure that they all sound like they're the same thing, even though multiple people are writing them and blah, blah, blah. And so he ran the show and, you know, is sort of guiding the ship and approving all of the things or, or you know, uh, not approving different ideas and making sure that the show is coming out to his vision up until that last moment of season 5 which was essentially network intervention so that the show could continue. So if you want to watch Supernatural the first 5 seasons and just disregard basically like the last 1 to 2 minutes of the final episode of season 5, that is Eric Kripke's Supernatural and then if you really really want more of it there are 10 more seasons. Yeah. Um, anyway, what so... were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a
1: let's dragger. talk about <laughs> let's 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 talk about mob psycho one hundred because oh. not only is there a legend of this woman that is gonna kill people, and by the way, she ends up being very real yeah it's like and that, uh that tries that to
0: dimple you know you know what
1: i mean yeah she 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 tries to <laughs> murder this new psychic that we see um she straight up almost does right yeah, she gets really
0: close this guy. I don't think he's faking it, but he's not like he's, he is, he has psychic powers in that he could do a few things extra that a normal person cannot do. Uh, And mob is an insanely powerful psychic who ain't afraid of no ghost. And so the The regular psychic is usually able to handle pretty minor positions and and hauntings and stuff like that because it's not that big of a deal. This is a totally different degree of problems, and he is completely outclassed.
1: yeah, but it turns out that because Mob is there, a, he is completely saved and uh, put in his place. Yeah. Um, Mob dispenses with this uh this horrible demon and uh or spirit and uh the the next thing that happens is one of my favorite dumb things in the show it's which so is that good. they also they also introduce you to another legend which is the human faced dog It's so good. <laughs> and then they just show it to you at the end and it's just like a, a an additional little little moment where they're just like not all of them are true. This one probably isn't true. And then you see it and you're just like, oh, that's not, that's not a big deal. Uh-huh. Like, but it's also weird.
0: That's like most of this episode. And that's what I love the most about it. Because like I said earlier on, like Mop Psycho 100 is set in a world that is very like our own, but that has a couple of extra supernatural beats. Um, it's not unlike early MCU movies, if we're going with that theme for today. Where you know you get Iron Man, there isn't an Iron Man suit out there, but the rest of the world around Iron Man is pretty similar to our own, and basically everything up to and to a lot of the things after the first Avengers movie are, are essentially our world. If you had a couple of super powered individuals running around and. Um, And so it's really fun when properties like that, where you're supposed to understand that more or less in the absence of proof to the contrary, things are going to work in this world the way that they work in ours. uh, It's really fun for shows or movies to interrogate those things. And so this episode is all about that. It's like this is a world of, you know, real life spiritual possession and hauntings and urban legends and psychics. And we're going to take that and sort of like compare it to our world and and show that like. Just because these things can be true in our world doesn't mean that the thing that is true in our world isn't usually true here, which is that it's just some normal thing blown out of proportion. That's like most of the episode is spent on them, like going around to these different rumors and legends and finding that there's really nothing to it and finding a sort of mundane explanation, which is why it's such a fun twist when this dragger lady turns out to be real and turns out to be super, super dangerous. But it's also a fun twist when the human-faced dog turns out to be a regular dog that some young boys took a Sharpie to the face of and made it slightly human-faced. And it's just like fucking sitting there being a dog. And they're like, oh, this is
1: nothing. (laughs) Yep. And uh, there's also another beat that's important somewhat to the next episode. We're just going to kind of lean into it. Um, Which is that uh, if you love clip art websites from the early 90s, (laughs) you will love this website that Reagan has created for himself.
0: Everybody's Um, first MySpace page. Everybody's first live draw. It is just colors that don't work together and flashing stock images. And it is terrible and it is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And that takes us into episode three. One danger after another degeneration. Um, this episode, okay, so, I really feel like this episode delves deep into the horrible ways that humans are. Yeah. Because these fucking college students, can we talk about how fucking terrible these college students are? Yeah. And, like, how, how... Utterly truthfully realistic, they are in a really obnoxious way. Yeah. Okay. So 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 this ep- this episode is is okay. So Mob and Reagan are going to be hired to deal with a a family, or I guess it's these these kids are trying to go see spirits. Yeah. In the woods, they want and a ghost a psychic, photo. So. They
0: want to take a photo and find yeah. out later that there's a ghost in it. And they want to have a supernatural yeah. spook. And, and this is coming on the heels yeah. of... The, the point of this episode is that the website that, Ma, or that Reagan created in the last episode has drummed up a bunch of business. So they are atypically busy. And they're starting to be exposed to a wider array of things. So first, before the college students show up, there's this guy that wants Reagan to curse another person. And Reagan ev- initially effuse, refuses, but eventually gives him a a fake curse he doesn't you know i mean reagan is not supernaturally gifted so it's probably unlikely that he would be able to properly curse anybody anyway but he makes the guy believe that he has cursed has given a cursed object or placed a curse on this person um, even though initially he refused to do so and mob is very scandalized by this because he's like how could somebody wish a curse on another person and how could you live with yourself if you did And then a woman hires them because she's being haunted by an evil spirit, which turns out to be her pervy neighbor who is able to astral project himself to watch her. And she is terrified of the evil spirit. But when she finds out that it's just the guy next door, she uh, not only calls the police to have him arrested, but she also changes from being afraid to being disgusted. And Mob is confused by this. Is it scary or is it disgusting? He's a middle schooler and his social skills are not very well developed and he his you know worldview is still developing And so he's he's kind of shaken as these college students come onto the picture and they are the brunt of this so yeah they show up and they're like there's a place that's supposed to be haunted we want you to take us there to take a picture of us so that we can get a ghost in the picture and that is the thing we want to do because we want to have a little thrill
1: Yeah yeah they uh they're they're just terrible they're they're bringing them out to be a psychic around them. then they run into some spirits they they find out oh, well at least mob finds out that these spirits actually aren't malicious uh they're just the spirit of a family that used to live here, and this the spirit family just wants to stay together for a little while longer. Yeah, they, this they college
0: group, though, their unfinished business on Earth is they didn't have enough time to love each other. And now they are stuck there being a family, loving being together. And it's very wholesome.
1: Yeah. And uh, instead of, you know being normal human beings. Uh And when mom is just like, I don't want to do this. They're like, you need to do it because we're paying you and this is your fucking job. So you need to do it or we're going to tear you apart treat you terribly.
0: Specifically. You need to exercise the spirit because there is one here and we are not going to pay you if you don't. And like, so you have these college students sitting there basically, screaming for blood and reagan is like this is the job we've been hired to do the job and mob is like but these are not evil spirits they're trying to get us to exercise evil spirits this is not an evil spirit situation so we should not do that because it does not match with what they're asking us to do and the college students are having none of it so mob being the only one who can actually do anything about these spirits is stuck and It's made worse by the fact that Dimple tries to help. So Dimple, like we said earlier, is an evil spirit who has been sort of downgraded into a somewhat chaotic, somewhat unwilling ally. And uh, so he's like, "Okay, well, the problem is that these these college students are demanding that you exercise the evil spirits. The evil the spirits are not evil. So here's what I'll do. I will convince the dad spirit that the only way to protect his family is to kill these college students. And then when he tries to kill them, he will have become an evil spirit and Mob will have cause to exorcise him. Which is so fucked as a a series of reasonings. Uh, And you see the dad like consider this and start to grow angry And start to become monstrous. And then he just like switches back to normal and he's like, I couldn't do it because I'm here with my family and I can't let them
1: see that. Yeah. And it's great. Um, Instead, Reagan is just like, you don't have to do this. We don't need this money. It's not that important. But at the same time, I do want the money. So I'm going to pretend to exercise it. Into the point where they believe that it happened and then we're going to fucking leave. This also comes, and that's what happened. This
0: comes on the heels of a moral quandary for mob. He is like, if I, he, he is stuck because he believes that he is being, he's being at what well, he believes correctly, that he's being asked to basically kill this family of spirits that are totally peaceful, not harming anybody and are going to go on away on their own in the near future. After, you know, being happy and doing no harm. And these college students want to do harm. They want to take them out. And Mob is like, well, if I don't exercise these students, what do I have to kill the college students if I don't exercise the spirits? And like, he literally starts to consider murdering the college students. And Reagan realizes that because Mob lives in a world in which real people exist in the same real sense that spiritual beings exist, which is not the world these college students live in and is not the world that Reagan lives in because Reagan can't see spirits and these college students can't see spirits. So for them, the spirits are a concept. For Mob, they are the same as a real person. And so for Mob, the morals of killing this family or exercising this family, which would be akin to killing them, are essentially in line with the morals of killing these college students and so he's like if i'm going to be forced to do one i might do the one that ends with these college students being murdered by me and that is one of the motivating factors for reagan to be like look we don't have to do this and it's not that he's like i have to stop them from being murdered but it's it's this nice moment where he's like oh i understand mob and i understand that this kid that has this different worldview is struggling for reasons that I can get now because I've thought about things from his perspective. Now, I am going to concoct an excuse to satisfy these college kids so that I can get this kid that I am a mentor to out of this pickle without him having to compromise himself morally.
1: Yeah. And that's it. That's these episodes. It's nice. Um, this is a great show. Man,
0: oh yeah. yeah it's a, uh, it's, <laughs> there's a really lovely like button at the end of this episode too, where mob is sitting in bed and he's like, what would happen if I decided to curse somebody? Like what would happen if I, with all of my power started being evil? Would anybody be able to stop me? And he's wondering and he's racked with indecision. And then he falls asleep before he can come up with an answer. And if that isn't the most relatable fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, stick with us after these credits, and we'll talk about what's coming on next week.
0: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly
1: Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash r slash GetJumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe,
0: and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
1: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey,
0: thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind Podcast Network, of which this show is a treasured member of, If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com. And while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden, episodes 134 through 138.
1: Where something even more relatable is going to happen, you know, where you take your human skin and you, you shed it and slough it off. And then yeah, somebody in the distance is just like, you know what he'll become. He's going to soar like a hawk. Yeah. You know how, you know, how, you know how snakes become hawks. Skin. Yeah. It's a real caterpillar butterfly situation. Yeah.
0: That's a something, something wormy to something with wings. That's how the world works.